Welcome to Plants and Our Health. I'm Helena. I'm Aaron. And I'm Tom. Plants and Our Health is a mini-series created by Aaron Devere, a science communicator at the Royal Botanic Garden, Edinburgh. We decided that it was time to branch out, so we will be hosting this series on our own show, Not Another Science Podcast. And who's your second guest today? Today, we're lucky enough to have two guests to talk about the Nature Prescriptions Project, a collaboration between GPs at Scottish Medical Practices and RSPB. Through this project, people are being prescribed time in nature by their doctors. Both Elaine Bradley, Project Development Executive for Nature Prescriptions, and Dr Louise Bailey, a participating GP, are going to share their experiences working on this project. So thanks for agreeing to come on the podcast. Would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, My name is Dr Louise Bailey. I'm a GP, an Edinburgh GP, been practising for over 25 years. And I work at a practice called St Joanna's Medical Centre, which is a city centre-based teaching and training practice. Yeah, so I'm at Elaine Bradley and I work for RSPB Scotland as the Nature Prescriptions Project Development Executive. And Nature Prescriptions is going to be the focus of our chat today. We're going to be talking about how GPs in Shetland and soon Edinburgh have been prescribing nature as a treatment to certain illnesses. Do you want to introduce how Nature Prescriptions came about? Sure. So Nature Prescription started in Shetland in 2017, and it was really an informal discussion between local GPs and RSPB Shetland, who were exploring the growing research around using nature connection and time in nature to help with health and well-being. And so they started a very you know small pilot in one of the practices in Scalloway, and it worked really well. So the RSPB Shetland provided materials, calendar of nature connection activities and a leaflet that the GPs could use to help explain nature prescriptions and give ideas to patients. And then the GPs, then it was up to them to decide when it might be appropriate to help and support a patient's well-being. And the feedback was really positive. So for GPs, it was very anecdotal evidence, but the feedback was positive. And in 2018, it was agreed to roll it out in, across NHS Shetland, so across all the, the aisles, all 10 GP practices. And then it hit the local press and just to really let people know what was happening in the community. And um, But it became global very quickly. So there was a lot of interest in how other people could do it. People were getting in touch with RSPB, being saying, well, you know, how do we do this? This is very interesting and how does it work? So then the Edinburgh pilot came about through really through that. And the Edinburgh pilot, so you're going to essentially move the project to an urban setting now? That's right. So we're wondering, given all the interest, could it be replicated in an urban environment? And um, also we wanted to research it a bit more thoroughly. So in the end of 2019, we looked at bringing it to Edinburgh and we were very fortunate that the Edinburgh and Lothian's Health Foundation were interested and got involved and have been extremely supportive. And there were some GPs who were already interested because of the Shetland pilot and were wanting to get involved. So we didn't have to go looking for GPs, which was fantastic. And through that, then we looked at what would be the difference, you know, between Shetland and Edinburgh and, and what in what ways would people be looking to connect with nature here. So we explored developing new materials that are very unique to Edinburgh. And we're all ready to start the pilot in February last year and then 
COVID hit, obviously, and uh, the practices moved to triage system and we had to pause for a number of months. But fortunately, we got it going again in October and we're in the middle of it right now. And the idea is really to allow patients to find for themselves what nature connection might mean for them. So for some, it might be simply the leaflet given ideas to maybe check out a local park or notice what's in season. And for others, they might need extra support. So they might join a walk-in group, for example. But we're trying to help them discover nature in ways that are meaningful to them and really explore different ideas. So it's really just suggestions rather than goal orientation or, you know, spend this amount of time each day in nature. It's about really getting curious about the the natural world around us and how it might help us. And for the the Nature Prescriptions Project, in terms of which GPs are getting involved, is it a kind of opt-in basis? Are you, were you one of the first to be like, we should be getting involved with this? Well, it's, it's always very interesting, isn't it, with new initiatives. There are some practices or doctors who might be early adopters and some who might be a little slower to come to get involved. Some pe- doctors would like a lot of evidence behind different projects. Some are keen to, because a project might make sense and they can see the benefit to their patients, they would like to be involved and try it. And I suppose in our practice, we have a real mixture of different opinions about the nature prescriptions and that's really healthy so practitioners have been educated on what a nature prescription is and we've been given some remarkable resources from the rspb with mapping of our local area and a diary and a calendar which really helps us as practitioners when we're relatively limited in some of the resources we have to share with patients at the present time because of lockdown This is actually a really marvellous opportunity to give people something to allow them really to access green spaces and give them some ideas of things that they can do to improve their well-being at this particularly difficult time. Yeah, so not all GPs are perhaps as equally straight up on board from the beginning. There's a healthy amount of scepticism, would you say? I just think that we've just got a very healthy mix of opinion. And I think as evidence gathers, that will help people to understand. I mean, it's very much a patient-centred approach that we have. So really, rather than thinking about the individual practitioners, I tend to focus on the individual patients and who I think a nature prescription or a green health prescription might be of benefit to. And I have a very open conversation with them about that. So yeah, that that seems to work really well. And I, I think everybody in the practice has made a green prescription, um, a nature prescription now, um, some more than others, but that may be in part because of the types of patients that they're seeing or the relationship they have with them or their own personal feelings about the project. The treatments for the, the nature's prescriptions are quite specific to the location, aren't they? They're not a generalist idea. It, it You know, they can be quite specific as like, follow this specific path that is in their town and notice x y and z whilst you're on the walk so that's what you're trying to adapt coming to edinburgh yeah so there's a whole range of resources that that can help patients initially there's the the leaflet and the leaflet provides some guidance on what nature prescriptions is and some links to some of the research and what's happening in edinburgh so maybe it might be things like local walking groups or volunteer um, activities that they can tune into and just little things like you know finding your favorite spot in nature and spending time sitting there and watching the local wildlife you know to take in the seasons or watching the first star in the night sky so there's sort of generic ones for edinburgh and then 
In addition to that, we provide a monthly calendar to see, you know, well, what's happening locally in Edinburgh this month, what, what things, you know, might be helpful to look out for based on the season. And the GPs also get maps of the local area, local green and blue spaces and what's what's around, which they found extremely helpful. Yeah. Um, sorry, can you just clarify what blue spaces are? That's to do with water. Right. Yeah, exactly. So that would be, you know, spending time by by the we've got lovely locks. You know, Sappy's got this otter that everyone's interested in at the moment. Of apparently course. there's three. <laughs> apparently there are three otters there actually. So yeah, so locks and um, lakes and greens, you know, green and blue spaces. So some people love spending time in the water around the water, and and that's very nurturing for them. And there's, and there's a lot of people doing, you know, wild swimming at the moment in Portobello, things like that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how it's going to be so cold. <laughs> I know, they're so uh, brave, crazy, I don't know, but good on them. I bet it's super good for their, their health and yeah. well-being, though. <laughs> yeah, definitely invigorating. And um, so you can access these resources without, uh, it's not like a restricted kind of prescription thing. They're not available in the public at the moment because of the research that we're doing, uh, because we really want to look at, does it make a difference if the GP are prescribing rather than it just being out in the public? Okay. You know, there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of evidence that, you know, we do tend to respect and listen to our GPs. And, you know, for example, some research to show that if a GP gives some guidance on diet and exercise, we're more likely to do it than doing it on our own. So we're we're exploring who's doing the prescribing. Sometimes it's a GP, sometimes it might be a nurse practitioner or a link worker, someone else in the practice. And does that make a difference? So we're keeping the materials just to the pilot at the moment, but hopefully in the future we can provide you know more information out in the, into the community but there's a lot out there i mean our spv's website has a lot already on how to connect with nature during lockdown at home as well as outside there's lots of resources around at the moment that people can can tune into yeah and i think it, it has a really great potential to bring into discussion the relationship between our own health and our mental health and the time that we spend in nature and I think, you know, a lot of people really trust their doctors and the fact that doctors are now prescribing time in nature as a formal way to, to aid your health. Do you think that has a, a chance of improving the appreciation that we have for nature? Yes, I really do. I think, I mean, one of the duties of a doctor and the oath that I took is to do no harm. And as far as I see it, prescribing nature is an opportunity to, to, to not do any harm, which I can do with traditional prescriptions for medication but also I'm providing something that's accessible to my patients that it's an opportunity for them to appreciate their local environment and connect with things they maybe haven't thought about. One patient said to me he said Dr Bailey it was just remarkable because what you did by giving me that nature prescription it allowed me to spend time and go outside from a busy job when I'm sitting at my computer in my home in a very strange environment and quite isolated and they they just found it really helpful not that they hadn't thought about it but it was just that it gave some structure to getting involved with nature and just setting some time aside for their own well-being and there's something about a GP prescribing I think gives us permission to go outside so even though we know it might be good for us we might not you know take that time and even the GPs themselves have said that through these pilots that they've been reminded to take time for themselves outside too for their own well-being which was a lovely um, output from Shetland that some of the GPs felt that their nature connection had improved as a result of the pilot so hopefully it can benefit GPs as well and if they see the benefit themselves then it's they can help them and prescribe it to patients. 
I mean, I think sometimes it is just about time. You know, you, you have some, everyone's so busy. We have so many things to do. Sometimes it is just giving yourself a bit of permission to spend time doing things that you enjoy, like being outside. That's right. And, and we're spending so much time indoors and on screens that I think even more than ever, we have to get the fresh air, get outside and, you know, for our eyes, just look at other things other than a screen sometimes. Yeah, as we're currently looking at a screen. <laughs> yes, I know. Exactly. <laughs> I think I think at any point when you're thinking about green health prescriptions and then you naturally think about it yourself. So I have started walking to more house calls if I can. We've piloted having electric bikes and trying to get our doctors doing house calls on electric bikes rather than in cars and just taken sort of all the opportunities to look at every aspect of the work we do to try and get the balance right between delivering the care to the patients and caring for ourselves as well. Yeah. And I guess there's always the chance there that once you've kind of normalized that as a, a habit that you're giving yourself some time for, then people can more easily choose to keep doing this and keep spending time in nature in the future. Yeah. And I think I think the word will spread. I'm really hoping that will happen. So somebody will tell their neighbor about something they're doing or they'll take their children to the local park to look for the otters at Figgy Park or that sort of thing so that that it is something that can become a shared activity when that's safe to do so so I'm hoping that that word that that sort of idea and that ethos will become self-perpetuating and did you have to at all alter what their prescriptions would be when what we're allowed to do outside is constantly changing because of Covid yeah it's very difficult I think I mean some of my patients haven't left their home during this whole time and so part of it is trying to say that it is safe to go outside and take some time outside to improve your health. I think we have had to modify it a little but generally people are safest. They can take exercise outside, that is allowed, they can be outside and transmission rates are low when you're outside so I think that's a very positive thing for us to encourage. So how did you actually get involved with the project? Well, my background for over 10 years, I've been teaching wellbeing programmes to students and teachers and and the general public, mostly in in mindfulness for health and wellbeing. And increasingly, I was getting more and more interested in nature for health. And I think it's, you know, there are overlaps between the teachings and mindfulness and, and nature, for example, connecting with the senses, awareness, paying attention, compassion, you know, connecting with emotions, all of these things are there in nature prescriptions as well. And I found I was, um, in my teaching, I was including nature much more and people were seeing the benefit. And I think like many as well, just really concerned about the growing, you know, ecological crisis, climate crisis that's happening and wanting to do more. And it, when this sort of presented itself and I heard about it, it just seemed to tick all the boxes of things that I was interested in and wanted to get involved with. So I was quite excited. So it seemed like a kind of natural next step for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's a, a strong idea that people spending time in nature, you know, they're, they're going to find reasons to value it and hopefully reasons to want it to be around and to protect it and advocate for more green spaces. So the project has a real, a real potential to mm-hmm. build support in that way, I think. That's exactly. And we're really focusing and stressing um, on the reciprocal relationship between 
connecting with nature for our well-being, but by doing so, hopefully we can we can support nature and a local wildlife as well. So that is something that's in there. So nature prescriptions, part of it is, yes, the benefits have just been outside, but also how can we connect a little bit more and remind ourselves we're part of nature too. So what sorts of conditions are you able to say that you might decide to treat with a nature prescription? It's quite interesting, isn't it? As, as a GP, I'm very interested in holistic care. So I tend to think more about the person and the individual and what really matters to them as a person, rather than necessarily their health condition. So really, whether they've got heart disease, or they've got anxiety symptoms, all these patients will benefit from being outside. So it's actually it's whether that appeals to the individual patient as something that they think would help improve their health and well-being, something they haven't really thought about before or something that would give them a focus for getting outside. And so is there some place that you would really like to see the, the project going? One of the challenges I think that we face is trying to assess health inequalities and support patients who don't have the same access to resources that others do and their health suffers as a result. So trying to make this accessible in more deprived areas where there are marked health inequalities would be a really important focus for me and I think any green project or nature prescribing that goes on there and that can engage the community would be really helpful. Yeah not everybody does have the same access to nature not everybody has a park right on their doorstep or even a garden and I think it does intersect with health I mean you would be much better equipped to talk on that than I would. Yeah, well, then people wouldn't maybe necessarily think to do certain things to improve their health. So we have to try and help sow that seed and encourage that as a way of helping people to be feel more relaxed or more um, less anxious and more active. And I think really all you can do with this is raise it with patients and see if it's something that chimes with them. And then you can give them, I mean, when you've got good resources, that's, of the battle that you can supply them with that really helps yeah and so a lot of the press that i've seen around this was scotland is the first country to be able to prescribe nature and and is that true that scotland was the first country to look at this as a formal thing that you can prescribe through uh, a health service yeah, I think a lot of the media reports were saying every GP could do it now. A lot of that came yeah. from the Shetland, <laughs> yeah, which is which is not quite true. It really came from the Shetland pilot, and it, it got a bit um, wider than anticipated. But I think, as far as I know, Shetland was the first to do it formally with a GP and patient. A lot of people have been prescribing nature in some form um, through social prescribing, but there's not many do it directly through the GP, which is what we're interested in. So, and again, I think a lot of people are doing it. I know there's a project in Dundee that there's lots going on in America. I think it's called Park RX, where a lot of GPs are prescribing. So it has taken off in a big way, just in a short period of time. But I think we may have been in there as one of the first, if not the first, I think so. Do you think this could be something which grows and becomes a bit more international? I hope so. I think people are just trying to find out the best way to do it. I know there's lots happening in England with link workers and social prescribing to include nature. So people are just exploring, experimenting, different pilots. How can we do this in the best way? Obviously, GPs are extremely busy. And how can we support them and make it easy? And how can we communicate it in a way so patients know that it's not, we're not saying do this and all will be well. We're, we're helping say, well, how 
could this help as well? Could this be an extra support alongside traditional prescriptions rather than instead of? Yeah. Yeah, I think you touched on an important point that it's not as a, a prescription to replace other things necessarily. It's um, often a, a complementary prescription. So people might be on a medication or on physio or, or uh, therapy or whatever it is, but also being asked to get curious about nature in their in their area. That's right. It's, it's definitely a support. And it, it really, in, in some cases in Shetland, there were instances where people were... Um, experiencing nature for example rather than taking anti-anxiety medication but that's again that, that's not for us to decide when that might be appropriate and that's very individual to that patient so we can't say this is a panacea at all you know we need there are traditional prescriptions as well but this hopefully helps helps us all you know have some more information and some more ideas to look after our own well-being and maybe take the pressure off other traditional prescriptions well, yeah, here's hoping that it, you know, it's received well in Edinburgh and potentially even beyond and helps to improve this narrative on how we can connect with nature yeah. and enjoy it, protect it and look after ourselves as well. Absolutely. Sounds wonderful. Okay, so thanks very much for coming on and giving us your time today and giving us your perspective. It's a, a really unique and important perspective on this project. Thanks, Aaron. It's been a pleasure. And it's really valuable to have the GP perspective on this you're welcome thanks for listening to another episode of plants and our health if you'd like to find out more about something that you've heard today you can find elaine on twitter at laney bradley it's also worth checking out the rspb scotland website for some inspiration for outdoorsy activities to get into join us again next week on friday for another episode and a new theme to explore plants as our medicines This episode of Plants in Our Health was produced by Aaron DeVere and brought to you by Netherlands Science Podcast from the Edinburgh University Science Magazine, where we explore fascinating themes and ideas, talk to awesome researchers about their work, and find out about the science being done right here in Edinburgh. If you have any feedback for us, or if you'd like to get in touch with a question or suggestion, you can reach us on our Facebook page, Edinburgh University Science Media, or at our Twitter, at USCI. That's at E-U-S-C-I. You can also shoot us an email at usci.podcast at gmail.com and you can see the show notes and leaf through the latest issue of the magazine at usci.org.uk. Not Another Science Podcast is hosted by me, Helena Kornu, and my partner in crime, Tom Edwig. The podcast manager is Alex Bailey. The logo was designed by USCI chief editor, Apple Chu, and the tree-rific episode art for the series was designed by Heather Jones, our social media and marketing genius. Thanks for listening, and until next time, keep it leafy!